Welcome back to the Off Top Podcast, otherwise known as the... I'm trying to get that Gilbert Arenas jersey in NBA 2K19 podcast. Uh, it's been a minute since I was the host of the podcast. Low, introduce yourself. Yo, the podcast people, it's the one and only legend of winning, a.k.a. AKA Low. A.k.a. Low. And the reason why he hasn't been the uh, the host of the pod, because, you know, agent, he don't really know too much about basketball, so I'll be having to coach him on hey, the I'm side. Hey, I'm going to keep it a buck. I really haven't, I haven't paid attention to anything in my life that isn't, like, videos the last, like, two... Man, honestly, when you look at your bank account, you're like, all right, you know, fuck all the rest of this shit, bro. This is what I'm about to do. Um, so I've just been grinding, trying to get good at the game, one, two, make videos. So yeah, Lowe's been the host. And we'll start coming with these more frequently. It's kind of my fault uh, that it's been sporadic. I've been hard to reach. Uh, Lowe be trying me on Twitter, and they hit me up on Skype. Lastly, shoot me a text, call my phone. Eventually, you got hold of me. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be trying to contact the contact agent as if like I'm a stranger or something like that. He be treat, but he be, that's he be treating you know, he be treat, he be treating me like a regular uh, subscriber, bro. That's how agents. But treat that's me right that not treat everybody the same. Is that's just how I? You know how that's how I am. Nah, man. I was, nah. You nah. know me. You know me, right? You acting brand new, bro. I like the old agent. Back uh. when we used to spend <laughs> we used to spend hours on top of hours in the Skype chat, bro. Let me chill out. Let me chill out. Damn, bro, you reminiscing? It's like that? What a hey, face. we could do that, but you don't play 2K no more, bro. I play, I, 60... no, no, I, I play 2K, I just don't play it as much as I used to. Bro, I saw Too Cool, Wafferman, and Cliff were playing today. I was like, all we need is low and we could get a Pro-Am game real quick. But you weren't even on, man. Oh, uh, yeah, I went out to um, watch the Braves play tonight, so I was kind of busy today. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm was, being dead serious. I'm not, I, that I was a joke, go, right? I went to go watch the Braves game. Yo, they got a new... I guess it's it's not arena. It's a, a, a stadium or a field, and it's nice, yo. The way you got it, it's all nice and open. It almost has like a like a little a little five points area right next to the stadium. They have a new stadium or around. a new field? Which one? Field. It's a field. They moved. They moved okay. the old Braves field. They not even moved it. They just built a new one on the north side of town because it used to be basically in the heart of Atlanta. And um, it was basically uh, in the ghetto. It was in the ghetto. I'll, I'll say it. it was in the ghetto. And so then they moved on the north side of town where all the, uh, all the rich people live. So it's real you nice. Guys, okay. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I, baseball is one of those sports where I can't watch it unless oh, it was boring I'm in real life. No, no. I like, I like actually going to the games. My mom got me uh, tickets like last year to go to a Blue Jays game. Uh, I'm not going to lie, bro. She doesn't know this, but I had to cut. Like three quarters in the way in, I because the Raptors had a playoff three game. Quarters, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, the, the Raptors had a playoff game right down the street, so I had to go see that real quick. But anyway, oh yeah, oh, by I, the way, I didn't, I didn't know Jose Batista was on the uh, was on Phillies, and so when he came up to the mound, I was like, "Yo, I know yeah. who that is, Coach." Yeah, 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 man. Toronto lost all their good players, bro. It's sad. It's yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, interesting fact. This. Podcast is sponsored. It's going to be our first sponsored podcast, sponsored by Mac Weldon. We'll get into that a little bit later. Before we do, though, there's a lot of NBA. The next, there isn't really a lot of stuff to talk about, but there is things to talk about. Legend of winning. And I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I haven't really been doing the best of jobs in terms of keeping up with shit. Um, I think something developed. Andrew Wiggins' brother said, what did he say, Lo? I didn't actually you see gonna, the clip gonna, of him you gonna, saying. You're going to jump into it like this, or you're going to like yeah, give the dive entire... In. You go, you I mean, we because we spoke about it last week, so everybody at this point should know the basics of what's going on. But no, Jimmy Butler is... I'm going to say the Jimmy Butler thing didn't happen until after our part. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Andrew Wiggins' brother said some shit, and then Jimmy responded. 
So that's kind of what I want to talk to you about, Low. What's your take, my guy? Well, the, I'm just saying in general, the Jimmy Butler trade request, I guess, that happened after the pod. Like, they, they sat down, which has a side No, note. it didn't because we talked about it. You even said, man, Agent, you were right, man. Jimmy Butler might not be a Timberwolf. I remember the whole conversation. We said Mike, though. At this point, we definitely know he's not going to be a Timberwolf. But as a side note, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, before we even get into the whole, because there's, there's a lot of stuff to talk about with that whole Jimmy Butler thing. Like, and before we even get to the Wiggins part, what is the purpose of Thibodeau if he can't keep, like, an ex-Bull player? What what is there he is. what does he bring to the floor? Like what what does he bring into the court? What does he bring to the table? How you think? I don't. I, for, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't think he brings much, to be honest. And I don't think he deserves. Maybe I'm going too far, but I think you can find somebody better to fill in his role. Uh, just the way he's handled the team, they haven't been performing the way they should be or progressing the way they should be. And because he's not only the manager but the coach, it all lies on him. And the. He was supposed to meet Jimmy Butler after all that stuff went off in, I forgot, I think it was in Minnesota. And then Jimmy Butler changed the location of their meeting to L.A., which I thought was interesting. And then, of course, prompted every L.A. fan to just scream on the top of their lungs that was a, saying that. That was a boss move, as a side note. Yeah, it is. Imagine changing the location. <laughs> he made him fly just to speak to him, yo. That's a power move. That's a fact, though. And then, and then told him. I want to be traded before Monday. I was like, yo, what? Yo, your, your expectations <laughs> of what should happen or what's supposed to happen because you decide to have a last minute trade request is just, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. It'd be like on my career when like your teammates won't pass you the ball and you go to the manager and you're like, yeah, I want to be out of here by the weekend, my guy. And they just got to find a way to make it happen. But I don't, I don't understand why players do that. Because it lowers their value when everybody knows that they're on sale. So if that's the case and people are know you're leaving regardless, they're going to offer less. And I think that makes negotiations take even longer. We've seen the same thing happen with the Timberwolves and Kevin Love. And I know it was under a different manager and whatever, whatever, but it's the same franchise. I feel like they should have learned from those mistakes. Uh, it can't be that hard to keep Jimmy Butler happy. Look at their roster, man. How Like, literally, this is... This is a, it's not a hiccup. This is not even a road bump. I'm trying to think of what's bigger than a hiccup or a road bump, Lo. Um, a mountain? <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> Jesus, yes. This is a mountain. How do you let something like this develop? And you're supposed to be the leader of the team if you're Tom Thibodeau? Come on, man. All of this is screaming failure. He's failing to do his job. And if, I know we're hearing the rumors and whatever. Whenever, if it, if, if this comes true, low, I'm gonna have a couple crazy things to say about Tom Thibodeau in his career. Cause maybe he just got lucky with what happened in Chicago. And then he's trying to replicate what he did there, here, and he can't do it. And so he's just falling apart at the scene. There's a possibility. There's some coaches that only ever had a little bit of success. And there's some that evolve and have everlasting. Maybe not everlasting, but at least continued success. But so, so. Going back to the whole rumors thing that you were alluding to, and this is leading into the whole Wiggins thing. And I'm not necessarily saying it's Wiggins' fault because I'm far from saying that because I think Thibodeau, as not only the coach, but also like the GM or the, or somebody who's making um, the decisions and bringing in the, the players and stuff like that, he definitely holds a lot more weight in the conversation, uh, uh, the conversation of, who are we going to blame? 
But if I'm looking at what's going on, like you was alluding to earlier about Wiggins and what his brother said to Jimmy Butler, and I'm pretty sure a lot of us know what happened, but basically once Jimmy Butler sat down, requested a trade, Andrew Wiggins' brother, which I don't, I don't know, I don't know why, but I, I guess that's what, I guess he's sticking up for his, his family. But on the flip side, it's not like Jimmy Butler reportedly came out, reportedly came out and said anything negative about Andrew Wiggins, but Andrew Wiggins' brother just felt the need to just say, hallelujah. As if Jimmy Butler was holding them back by, by any standard or any metric whatsoever. <laughs> as if like he was the reason why they were, why they were the seventh or eighth, the eighth seed in the playoffs. If anything, he was the reason why they even made the playoffs in my opinion, but that's my opinion alone. So he says, hallelujah. Then that prompts Jimmy Butler to be like, oh, okay, okay. So we got to go through this whole thing again. And now I got to respond to you. And then we got to act like, we don't know what the bigger picture here is. And the, the rumor is, apparently, Andrew Wiggins is... And, and I, I've heard people say Towns as well, but obviously since Andrew Wiggins' brother wants to jump out the window, Andrew Wiggins is a big part of the reason why Jimmy Butler may not feel comfortable allowing the Timberwolves to dictate his future moving forward as he's like... I think he's already 30, to be honest with you. And if that is the case... If, if, if that is the case, Andrew Wiggins is putting a pretty big, he's putting, he's putting a pretty big load on his shoulders to, to step up and be the player that I think a lot of people were anticipating out of him. But I don't, I really don't think he's going to be that player, especially in the Western Conference where I think we could be looking at a conference this upcoming season where you have to win like 47 games just to make the playoffs. I don't, I don't know if they can do that. The Timberwolves are in the worst position right now. Honestly, I think it's best for Wiggins to move to a... I don't think he works well with the Timberwolves. And I don't know what makes him think that is best... Maybe he, he knows best because it's him and he's living his life and we only know what we're told. But it just seems like it's not a good fit. And we've seen players like Oladipo bounce around a couple times before they land in a place where they fit. So in my opinion, I think for Andrew Wiggins, it's best to move on and see something different. And the same goes for Jimmy Butler. If Jimmy Butler demands a trade to a team that he's interested in staying with long term, then he can keep his bird rights, sign, make as much money as possible while he's playing for the team that he enjoys playing with. And so the Timberwolves are in a weird situation where, I, in my opinion, I think it makes sense for both of those guys to potentially move on if things line up, right? If, if Jimmy Butler wants to go to the Lakers and the only offer he's getting is the Charlotte Hornets, then he's not going nowhere, in which case it's best to just stay with the Timberwolves and then test free agency. But that's going to leave Cat in an even weirder situation. It's like the team on paper looks great, has so much quote-unquote potential that they still have a lot to work towards. And the Western Conference is only getting stronger, so you have to ask yourself if you're Jimmy Butler or Carl Anthony Towns, like, you can progress over the offseason, come back, be a better team, work on a lot of stuff with a training camp, of course. You can get stronger, hit the gym, you can do all that stuff, improve your shot, whatever every player does in the offseason. But when you come back, you're coming back to an even stronger Western Conference. So what's going to put them over the edge? They haven't made any splashes in, in free agency, and I think they're limited, right? They don't have all the free cap space in the world to make those changes. And so the only way they can really do is if they trade a big player. And I think, and I agree with you, Lo, you said on the last podcast, I would rather tr- 
and let me know if I'm wilding though. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, rather, I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna let you know. Go ahead and say it. I would rather trade Wiggins and take my shot at keeping Jimmy Butler than keeping Wiggins and letting the team fall apart without Jimmy Butler. But see, I think I think when they had that conversation, I think that I honestly believe that Jimmy Butler put that on the table, and then Tibbs basically said, "I don't, I don't think we we can do that." I th- I think that was part of the conversation of trading Wiggins, and they came to the conclusion that that can't happen. And then once that was eliminated off the table, I think that's when he said, "Okay." Then y'all need to trade me because I'm not going to come back once the season concludes. And to be, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't even think what you just said is that crazy because in my honest opinion, I don't, I don't know what Wiggins would bring to the table if he's there. And I also want to ask you this because you brought this up and there's other people who said this as well. And I don't, I really and truly don't believe that the situation that we saw last year with the Timberwolves I don't think that is the best situation for Wiggins. But in the same breath, I don't think Wiggins is in a situation like Victor Oladipo, where Oladipo, in my opinion, was mishandled in Orlando and then went to OKC and was mishandled again. And then finally, Indiana, when he was given the correct I don't, opportunity. I don't think it was being mishandled. I just think it wasn't a good fit. Orlando tried playing him at different. He played point guard for a little bit. But see, Before I don't, I don't think, guard. I don't think he should have ever been playing at point guard. And then on top that's of that. That's why they switched him. But then, but even when they switched him, they only switched him for one season. And in the very next season, they had him coming off of the bench for, for yeah. a good chunk of the season. And then when he was actually a starter and finished the season as a starter, he was actually fine. And then when he went to OKC, even though he was a shooting guard, obviously with Westbrook as the primary ball handler and trying to make Oladipo more of a spot-up shooter. I don't think that was the correct way to use him either. And then when he went to uh, Indiana, I think that was the correct way to use him. But to make a long story short, I don't think Wiggins is in that situation because I don't think Wiggins can be the first option on the team. I I just have not seen Wiggins play to a level where I I feel comfortable with saying that he could be the best player on the team that could win – 45 to 50 games anytime soon in his career. And so when I hear people say that they're misutilizing him, even when he was a second option to Towns, which has a side note, unless Wiggins is going to become an elite defender, he's not going to be better than Towns as a player. So in what offense are we referring to that Wiggins is going to be a better player? Or what, what, excuse me, let me rephrase that. And what offense or what system are we referring to when people say that Wiggins is being misutilized where he can be utilized correctly? Because I don't know of a system that I'm putting Wiggins into that's going to not only maximize Wiggins potential, but also the potential of the team to a point where they're going to be a consistent 45 to 51 team. I don't know that offense because I don't think Wiggins is good enough to lead a team in any offense. And he has a lot of gaps in his game. For a guy who's that athletic, he's not good at defense. And for a guy who's supposed to be all about offense, he's not really that efficient on offense. And so if we if this was a cap as good as Wiggins gets, Wiggins is an average player. And the reason I think a lot of people still have hope that the Timberwolves team will continue to grow and do better is because not only him, but Cat and even Jimmy Butler, even though he's like 29, they have a lot of potential. And so... I was told this a lot in high school. Oh, you have so much. I hated hearing that I had potential. 
That shit was the worst. Because that, that, all that really meant was that you're just really far from where you, sh- you can be at. And if you execute properly, you should be at. And right now, I'm sure people say Andrew Wiggins, where you got a lot of potential. But at a certain point, you got to get sick of hearing that you have potential. You have to actually actualize that potential. Actually. You have to meet it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of doubled up there. But I, it sucks because do you remember when Wiggins was coming to the NBA? Everybody thought that the trade was crazy that the Cavs did because Wiggins was supposed to be this insane top-tier player. And everybody was comparing him to Kobe and T-Mac. I remember that. And so as the years went on, everybody's standards kind of just lowered and lowered for him. And I still think he has the potential to be that player. I've heard him say in interviews that he plans on staying with the Timberwolves long term. But it's like, and I get that's what he's supposed to say. He's not going to be on there like, yeah, I don't mind if I leave. He's not going to say that. But it's like, man, it just sucks to see a guy that, especially because he's from Toronto, he's supposed to do all these big things, but he's on a team where it's just not working out. And then you, be, you watch the games and you start to realize like, He's at the core of the problems with the team that should be already doing well. And not the only problem, but definitely at the core of it. And I just bounce, Wiggins. Just yo, you you don't think teams want him? Yo, Wiggins, if you have two more years where you don't take a big step forward, there won't be much teams that want you. But there are the I'm pretty sure every fucking maybe not every team, but a a but a handful. At least a dozen teams will put their hand out if you put Wiggins on the trade block right now. Because they still see him as the player that he could be. And that potential that he could have. But as time goes on, everybody forgets about potential. And they look at what you're doing right now. So you got to take a big step this year. And and even if you do or you don't do that, man, it would be really nice just to see him on another team, bro. A dozen, though? A dozen? I, you don't think so? Look, man, I, honestly, I, I thought I was being. I feel like I'd be hating too many times, but like I don't, I don't want to seem like that guy. But who really wants Wiggins? <laughs> a lot of teams, low. Come on, come, man. I, I mean, come on. I'm, I'm not trying to be a hater here, but who? Come on. Who? If, if, who, if you're in the who, bottom, who really wants Wiggins? Come on, let's think about. If it you're in the second. bottom half of the league in offense, and you're looking for some offensive output, and you're banking on the fact that this is going to be a bargain for you, because right now Wiggins isn't really hot. But he has the potential to be. It's not a, it's not a bargain. He already... I mean, I see what you're kind of saying, but he's not a bargain. Actually, in terms of salary, yes, yeah, you're salary right. salary is definitely not a bargain. because But I'm talking about in terms of value, right? And and I just had a crazy thought, man, where Thibodeau would want Joe Kim Noah so bad that... I, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I really thought to myself, because you're not the first person who told me, like, trading Wiggins to try to keep Butler... What if Thibodeau was just, just so outrageous that he was like, "Man, look, we'll take we'll take Jimmy, I mean, um, Noah off your hands just so we can have an expiring contract." Because if I'm not mistaken, this year is last year. I could be wrong though, but let's just say he takes any ridiculous expiring contract just so they can now have that ridiculous contract that Wiggins has off their books within a year's time. And if that player is Joe Kim Noah, just so he can have Noah on the roster, he needs to be fired the hour of that trade. Not not the day. When he makes that trade, he needs to get fired immediately. Because if he does it, that's that's just ridiculous. I think but he'd I lose he, Wiggins and that. Butler if he did that, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, he, he, probably, he probably would. Um, if I was Butler and I saw Noah, hey, keep in mind, last time they played, Noah was in his prime, defensive player of the year candidate. And you see Noah now the way he is. Can't even play on his team without getting injured, getting into fights. 
I want that bum-ass player on my team. I want to make as much money as possible and win as many championships as possible. And he's not going to be the one to do it for me, man. Can you imagine them just dapping each other up like, it's you again. What's good, my guy? Welcome back. I'm going to be gone in a week. And uh, I'll see you a couple times before then. Maybe. I'll show you around. Like, that's not what I'd want if I was Jimmy Butler. Do you think- Interestingly enough, though, though uh, the owner said that they don't plan on trading Jimmy, which is exactly what you'd expect him to say. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want his fucking value to plummet. But And also, everybody keeps like, I don't know why people think this is going to happen, but everybody's like, oh, he wants to, he, he said he wants to go to like the Clippers, Nets, or the Knicks. And everybody thinks that they're going to trade him to one of those teams. That they're not going to because it's not like any of those teams have anything of quality to give Jimmy Butler. If if you are the the Wolves, well, do the Clippers Clippers still have Avery Bradley, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase it. I don't think they have anything that they may be willing to move to get Jimmy Butler, especially if it's not solidified that he's going to stay once the season includes. And on top of that, it's very clear that they're at the top of his list when it comes to free agency anyway. The teams that should be looking to get Jimmy Butler are teams, in my, this is just my opinion now, the Pelicans and the Portland Trailblazers. Teams that I feel like are at a crossroad, very similar with the Raptors, where you're like, we've been doing this for a good little second now, and... um we're starting to run out of options, so we're basically going to go all in in this one season, hope things work out, and if things work out, then I, we'll be able to do what we need to do. Because, really, Jimmy Butler, and, and also for the people out there who are saying that, like, Jimmy Butler, why does he want to go to, like, the Nets or the Knicks or something like that? I think Jimmy Butler believes that if he goes to one of those teams, it's with the idea that another great player is going to come with him. I don't think I'm crazy for thinking that either. I think he believes that like Kyrie or, or Kawhi could go there. But if you're Port, I mean, not Portland, I guess you can say Portland too. But if you are Portland or uh, the Pelicans and you already have a player such as Anthony Davis already on the roster, I would much rather run my odds with him staying with Anthony Davis rather than the idea of Kyrie leaving Boston to try to go to the Knicks with Jimmy Butler or Kawhi leaving the Raptors and turning down the Lakers to go join him in New York or, or with the Clippers or whatever. Because if push come to shove and Jimmy Butler's options run out with other free agents, he can still fall back on the idea of, Oh, I can play with Anthony Davis and be just fine. And so if you're the Pelicans and you really only have one more season with Anthony Davis, so we're going to keep it a buck. But what, what, what does a team like the Pelicans offer to get Jimmy? This is not Anthony Davis. I would offer. They would have to wait to the free, um the trading deadline, but I would offer Julius Randle. I would offer um a few role players and unprotected draft pick. I wouldn't take that deal in a million years if I was if I was the Timberwolves. That's like worst case scenario deal right there. And if I think you, the, if, the situation. If they, but if they wait too long, that's what that's all they're going to get anyway. But for those teams like the Timberwolves and the Trailblazers, like you mentioned, that's different from what Toronto did. Toronto had a reasonable shot at reaching the finals because the East is weak. And so they're taking their shot knowing that if Jose Bautista's on the mound, they might be able to hit a home run. But if you put me on the mound, we're not winning a home run. And that's basically what you're doing. If you trade Jimmy to the, to 
the Trailblazers or the Pelicans, they are getting swamped by the top two or three teams regardless. It doesn't matter whether he's there or not. So why are you trying to hit that home run? But Jimmy, Butler, but Jimmy Butler is not making it to the finals regardless of where he goes, though. I, I think he can if he if he he had to decide, be in the East, though. He would have to be in the East. He'd either have to be in the East or team up with LeBron. But he said he's not going to the best Lakers, chance. Though. I mean, he could say whatever. Like fucking Demarcus said, he wouldn't go to the Golden State Warriors last year. Shit changes, man. So as a side note, since he since uh, that's another topic, are we are we are we people going to finally kill LeBron for not? Being able to recruit players, because I vividly, why I think he's done a good job. What are you talking about? Man? I vividly remember people. I'm, I vividly remember people killing Kobe because nobody didn't want to play for the Lakers in his last like two to three years, and everybody's saying, "Oh my God, Kobe's killing that organization." Yeah, they did. They said he was a cancer to exactly. the team, and nobody wanted. And now, Kyrie said he doesn't want to play with LeBron. Paul George turned down the opportunity to play with LeBron. Jimmy Butler now said he doesn't want to play with LeBron. And if Kawhi decides to stay in Toronto or go to the Clippers or New York or wherever else he goes that's not L.A., that'll be four elite-level players in a two- to three-year span who turn down the idea of playing with LeBron. And for max money, too. Yeah, exactly. and, and, And the Lakers, in my opinion, are in a better situation now than they were before because not only do they have LeBron, who's healthy, unlike Kobe when he tore his Achilles, but they have the money to give you and they have young players that are on the up and up that will be good for the next several years. And they're still turning down that opportunity. And Jimmy Butler straight out or... Allegedly and reported, I mean, I mean, I mean, Woe's reported it. So, you know, it gotta be some truth in it. You know what I'm saying? But allegedly straight up said, yo, I thought about playing for the Lakers, but then LeBron went there. That's tough. <laughs> That's kind of disrespectful. That's, I'm just, I'm just saying at some point we got to acknowledge, like, what are, are we going to, are we going to talk about this? Or are we just going to let, just but keep letting this go? How can by? you let's just think? Well, I think Kobe got that rap because he's more of like a tough love kind of guy. I think LeBron coddles players more. He's not as hard on players. Occasionally, when you lose a tough game, he might go crazy in the locker room. But you don't hear stories of LeBron talking shit and swearing and literally, like, I, I throw, I'd be thrown into a deep depression if I'd have made the NBA. I, I was like in my fourth year, and Kobe just embarrassed the shit out of me in practice. And that's what Kobe had a rap for doing. So I, I get that why people were saying that, even though I know it's not true. But just think, if you're Jimmy Butler, you're not going to win a championship being the number one player. You you could maybe win a championship being the number two player. Or, I mean, in this age, when Golden State Warriors, maybe you have to be a number three. How can you get a better number one than LeBron? Just think, what who uh, who else can you go to in the NBA to get a better number one? But the thing is, I think, I, I think, I think, I think, I really truly believe that. And I, I just sat there and said, I think, like, three different times. <laughs> You, you but I, I I do let me let me switch it up real quick. I do believe that there are players in the NBA who are like looking at LeBron and they're legitimately telling themselves like, man, I I don't know if I want to deal with like the media's perspective of what LeBron's team should be doing because let's keep right. it a buck. And and I, and I don't even really think Jimmy Butler would be a great fit anyway. But I I think that if you're on a team with LeBron. Your responsibility as a, as a ball player will more likely be spacing out the floor, 
Sure, every now and then he's had players such as D Wade and Kyrie Irving who, who've had a little bit more responsibility than that. But for the most part, it's been like a lot of players' roles, which were just space out the floor for LeBron and shoot threes. I don't think that benefits Jimmy Butler at any like at all. I don't think that really benefits him whatsoever, and I don't think that it works for him. But I think, I think it's a perfect role for him. I don't. I don't, defense, I don't. I don't think he's shoot threes. I don't think he's the greatest. The I don't think he's that great of a three point shooter to do that. But not saying that he can't become a better one. But I'm just saying I don't think he is. But I think players get turned off by that, and I think players get turned off by the idea that if we lose, it's going to be my fault, or people are going to blame me more than they're going to blame LeBron. Why does LeBron sexuals do that? This is LeBron. LeBron sexuals the only base of fans where when the team loses, it's not the leader being blamed. Is it not Tom Brady's fault? He is the leader of the team. Unless a cornerback just completely blew coverage, in which case you can point at him. But if the team lost, then it's the lead. usually you point at the leader. Right? He gets the most glory in wins and the most hate in the losses. But yeah, you're right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to look at my Twitter feed after I was Kyrie in the finals and we lost the game because everyone's. Getting, can you imagine what Jared Smith's mentions are still looking like? Because of one decision he made in, ah, but Jerry Smith deserves it. Let's be honest. <laughs> but he, I know it was one mistake he made, but there was plenty of stuff that could have been done to prevent that loss. And it's funny to make jokes about how it was his fault, but in reality, it was the team's fault, and he took uh, all the heat, not just for uh, that game, but for the whole series. Like, oh, damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. But uh, let's be honest. Let's <laughs> I be, said, let's be honest. Let's be honest with ourselves. I mean, Jr. You know. JR, you know, we, we can throw JR some, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not the one who's going to shoot JR some bail, nor am I going to shoot, um, what's your, what's your man's name? What's the point guard who missed a free throw? I can't even think of his name right now. Jose Calderon. No, 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 no. George Hill. I'm not shooting him bail live. He should have made that free throw. So, I mean, I can, I can kind of blame some people, but I think that, I think moving forward, I think that, I just believe, I honestly believe this, that players in the NBA are like, I don't think the appeal of playing with LeBron is as high as a lot of other people make it out to be. I think a lot of that has to do with the playing style that may come with playing with LeBron, which means that you're going to play a role that more so suits you being a spot-up shooter. And I think that as the player standing next to LeBron, when things go bad, you're more likely going to receive more blame rather than LeBron, even though LeBron is far from perfect and he may legitimately deserve some level of criticism, but people may look at you before they look at LeBron just because LeBron may have more points, rebounds, and assists than you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, man, let's get to the sponsor of the podcast. Uh, This is our first ever sponsor. Shout out to Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants you'll ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. So if you're me and it's really hot in your sunroom where you edit and you're sweating, you'll be all right. I'm going to say right now, because you definitely, I, I love the fact that you admit that you sweat because in your videos, <laughs> relax, you, relax. you be sweating <laughs> so hard. So for people out there who want to know, yeah, this this line is perfect for the sweaty guys out there. It doesn't matter if you in your room editing videos, going out on a date, or working out at the gym, shooting some hoops. Matt Weldon does a great job at performance all, everywhere. It doesn't matter where you're going. Also, it's extremely comfortable, like Agent said. Matter of fact, it's so comfortable that they guarantee that you will 
be finding these underwears or shirts, socks, whatever you decide to purchase. And matter of fact, they guarantee you so much that if you do not like it, you can return it. No questions asked. They'll give you a full refund. And on top of that, they'll allow you to keep your pair of underwears or socks you decided to purchase from the site as well. And matter of fact, shout out to Mac Weldon because for your first order, they decided to give us a promo code for 20% off. All you have to do is go to MacWeldon.com at the checkout, type in top for our promo code. Make sure you do that. T-O-P for 20% off on your first order. Huge shout out to Mac Weldon and a great site to go on. It's easy to um, browse through. You find great socks, underwears, shorts, sweatpants, hoodies, everything you may need, especially in the cold season. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get out there and ball. You know what I'm saying, Agent? Uh, yeah, you know what I know saying, what you're saying. Man? So make sure you go shout out. Shout out to Mac Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com. T.O.P. for 20% off on your first order. Lo, um, something interesting popped up. You, you know Kobe has his own show. And honestly, I don't have TV, so I can't watch that. And they always take it down when it's on YouTube, so that kind of sucks. Uh, but KD's about to have his own show on ESPN+. And it's going to be a business-oriented show, uh, presumably showing the behind-the-scenes stuff with all the deals that he's working with, whether it's a shoe deal or any sort of brand deal. Sprite. You know, LeBron's been working with Sprite, which is, I think, really dope. Yo, I know everybody likes to hate on KD, but he does some cool stuff from time to time where you just have to reflect and think, how has nobody done that? You're telling me no NBA player has wanted to do that? And I get that, like, yo, he's in the business of winning championships, but this is a nice little side hustle. Record, like, a few weeks where you go real hard recording stuff, and then just drop the se- drop a season one or a season two throughout the course of the NBA season. That would bang. And also, I want to be able to stream that. Because I don't have TV and I don't have cable, so it'd be nice for me to be able to watch that sitting down on my laptop. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably going to pass on that. <laughs> Are you serious, my yeah, guy? I'm, I'm probably going to pass on. I, I don't. There's nothing that Katie has done that that is like I've been like ultra excited about. Really? Not even his YouTube channel doing live Q and A's. Like, which NBA player does that? They might hop on Instagram live and answer a question or two. This guy literally is grinding social media. Like he he if I didn't know any better, I think he was a YouTuber, my guy. I'm being serious. No, nah, I'm gonna pass on the on the KD content. I'm gonna pass on Wow. Wow. Anyway, I hate that he ruined the NBA, but from time to time he does think of some clever shit to do. Um should we go back to the Jimmy Okay, there was a rumor. Wolves hope to include J- Gorzy Dang, whose name I'll never pronounce correctly, in the Jimmy Butler trade, which is a player I think is Honestly, I don't see the promise that a lot of people see in him. Uh, and I know it's rumors because we're also hearing the owner say nothing's going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Let's say, low. I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it like this. You're trading Jimmy Butler to the Knicks. What does the trade look like? What are you willing to offer? Because you're going to need to... I, I assume the other team's going to have to have a heavy contract just to balance it out. Unless they have a ton of cap space like the Lakers. Um, I don't, I don't know. Cause I mean, the whole, I think the Gorgie Zhang thing was because he's getting paid a ridiculous amount of money too, which as a side note, Thibodeau has been bad at that. I don't know why he's just handing out ridiculous what? contracts. You don't think Zhang is going to be a fucking all-star man? You don't think so? Stop, 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 stop. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they expected because 
the thing with I don't know if they're just trying to move him off the books, which I'm pretty sure they are, and they're trying to just make some some cap some cap space moving forward because they are who wants them. I just I can't just, think of yeah, anybody. I don't, I don't. That's the problem. I don't know of anybody who wants him because if we're going to keep it a buck, I mean, he's a bench player at this point who's receiving. I think around like I think I, I feel like it's for sure over 15 million. I'll look at it right now, and I just don't know as a big. Last year he only played 17 minutes. That's ridiculous. And even even at his best, we're talking about possibly a double double guy. I, I guess we we could assume at his best that's what he can be. But we're talking when I say double double, I'm talking about legitimately ten and ten. Like we're not, we're oh, I have like an idea. Series. What if you include him in a deal? Uh, and you mentioned the Pelicans earlier. So Gorgie Jang, actually not, because then that would never balance. Even if you you'd have to add a whole lot of. That's what I'm saying. Because it, it would mind, have I'd to be. I mean, because between. Gorgie Zhang and uh, Jimmy Butler, we're talking about like thirty million. We're talking about over thirty million. So like yeah. you're, we're talking about a lot of money. I'll I'll say this and kind of leading further into this, and I'll ask you this question because I do remember us doing a podcast when this happened. And mm-hmm. I don't know if we were doing the podcast or me, me were just talking. I remember when the when the trade went down, and you were saying how Which one? um the trade. I'm sorry, yeah, the trade with Jimmy Butler from the Bulls to the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves gave up the pick. Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. And I thought at that time, even though I, I you kind of talked me into the idea, like they had to do it. They had no other choice but to do it. In my mind, I was like, bro, the Bulls are like uh, massive losers because they waited so long to get rid of a Butler, which is something that was inevitable, right? But now looking back at it, I don't necessarily know how bad the Bulls came out on that. I still feel like, the Wolves came out fine, even though, yes, it's not working out and it's kind of moving in a different direction. Cause, but the only reason why I say this is because I don't necessarily think that Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and eventually what would have been Larry Marketing would have worked on a team coached by Thibodeau that also featured Andrew Wiggins and Towns. Even though on paper that team sounds fine, I don't know if that team would have worked out, to be honest with you. And I think I think it was worth the risk. But now trying to move him along with, with along with Gorgie Zhang, which is an overpaid player. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what team would want them. I don't know any team that would be willing to pay Gorgie Zhang over fifteen million a year. They would have to gut their team to trade both Gorgie Zhang and Jimmy Butler. Cause unless you have Laker cap space, and you gotta also keep in mind, like Jimmy Butler's he's probably gonna revolt if they try and trade him to a garbage ass team. So you you might even be limited on the options you have to who you want to trade him to, but that's interesting. I, I hope we hear some sort of like uh, deal leak, like this almost went through, but last minute they decided not to, just to get an idea of like what they're willing to move around. I wish this was my GM, and you could just like click R one and scroll through the trade block to see what teams are offering, and <laughs> just put your player up two and a half star rating. I'll, I'll I'll run through some players right now just so people kind of understand. Because I would assume they would want an expiring contract. Why? I'm assuming they want cat, cat flexibility moving forward because that's the only reason why they would get rid of Gorgie Zhang. But uh, just just to name some, I'll just name some expiring contracts, right? The only expiring contract that is anywhere near close to that amount of money is DJ, who just signed with the Mavericks and he's getting paid 23, basically 23 million. After that, it jumps all the way down to Clay Thompson, who's getting paid 19. Then Dwight, who's getting paid 19. Um, Enos Candle is getting paid 18.6, along with Wesley Matthews, who's getting paid 18.6. And 
And it jumps all the way down to Damari Carroll. I can't believe y'all gave him this amount of money, but 15.4. And then mm-hmm. it goes to, um, Trevor Reza and a lot of, a good handful of players who won the 15. You don't think, you, you didn't stop and say that about Wesley Matthews, who I think is Look, been- Well, let's, well, let's chill. I mean, come on. Now. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's chill. That, that all, that, that contract is crazy too. He's coming off a, a torn Achilles and they gave him that money. That's wild. But I, I say all that to, to say that if they're looking for cap flexibility, more than likely, they're not going to find it. Um, Marcus Saul's, oh, I guess Marcus Saul, you can throw him in that conversation. He's on a player option. However, I, I doubt that he's going to turn down 25 million. Same thing with Harrison Barnes. He's on a player option as well, but he's not turned down 25 million. Al Horford's on a player option. I doubt he's going to turn down 30 million. And that's really it. So I don't, if they're looking for cap flexibility, they're not going to find it. And if you're looking for anybody who's going to give them anything of quality in the next upcoming seasons, you, I think you would have to give up more than a rental of Jimmy Butler and Gorgie Zhang for, you know, 15, 17 million. I just think they're screwed regardless. Like, I don't know, like, in what realm they're going to have to do some financial backflips to get rid of both of those contracts. But I'll say this to kind of wrap up everything. One, um, Wiggins, you don't want those Steven Jackson problems because I saw him. Low-key, Steven Jackson was kind of wilding too, but you don't want those Steven Jackson problems. That's, that's one. Two, I got to see a lot from Wiggins this upcoming season because everything is kind of like building up into this idea that Wiggins is going to step into this new role as a leader or at least as a consistent second option on a team. And with you being in a Western Conference, and this goes to Towns as well and the rest of that Bulls team and Thibodeau as well. The whole Minnesota organization in the, in the Minnesota metropolitan area, right? If you are any, if you have any ties to that organization, you have to see a lot of, a lot of growth from that team because with them being in a Western conference, this idea that you believe that Townsend Wiggins can just run up in the Western conference and then make the playoffs. And then make any noise whatsoever outside of what they did this past season with Jimmy Butler now losing him. Man, I don't know about that, man. I just don't know. Then you got to start Luol Dang? Oh my God, stop. <laughs> stop. Lo, I want to ask you about a story that I think shouldn't be a story. I don't know why people are making it a story. Kyrie Irving left the Cleveland Cavaliers because, quote unquote, he wanted his own team where he could be the number one. And I had questions on whether or not he could be a number one on a team that could compete for a championship. Because if we're being honest, they're going to get crushed by the Golden State Warriors, even if they make it to the finals. But for whatever reason, people continue to talk at length about Kyrie Irving leaving the Celtics next year in free agency. Kyrie Irving literally has a dream roster of very talented players with a lot of depth. And so even if he gets injured, the team can still do well. But with him healthy, they have a chance to be very lethal. That same team has players who have a lot of potential, who I'm hoping during the offseason this year developed, going to come back better than ever. In an Eastern Conference, well, I know Kawhi just came to the Raptors, but he's not going to be there for at least the first few months, and I don't know how long into 2019. They have options, and they have a ton of potential. I don't see why we're even having a conversation about Kyrie leaving, especially if the teams you think he's leaving to is the Knicks. In what fucking planet does that make sense? Think about okay, it. Let me let me answer because I I gotta, I gotta have a, uh, I gotta make YouTube videos, so you know what I'm saying I gotta I gotta run these hypotheticals right. So if him and Jimmy Butler join the Knicks, just hear me out. Hear me out for a second. Though. Hear me out. I'm trying. 
<laughs> if him and Jimmy Butler join the Knicks and Porzingis, I guess, I, yeah, I guess I'll say a healthy Porzingis as well. Kevin Knox, who I think has a good chance of being a sleeper in um, rookie of the year conversations this upcoming season. And the 2019 draft pick from the Knicks, which more likely will be a good one because Porzingis is going to miss basically half of the season. You're telling me that team isn't better than the Boston Celtics without Kyrie? Why are you saying without Kyrie? If Kyrie is on the Celtics, he's better than that team you just mentioned if Kyrie was on it. So if Kyrie was on both teams, is he, is he, the is Celtics it, would is win. It, is it? Yes, is it, I am certain of that. Is, is it poor Zingas? That team might be fantastic in three to four years, but it's not fantastic now. The Celtics are. And not only that, Low, the Celtics have, like, because they have so much potential to make a big trade, you don't know what's going to happen with Hayward when he returns. Nobody's really talking about that. They might trade him, get someone else, or keep him and add more depth. Why? Why would you leave certainty? He is certain what's going to happen. Unless you just didn't fuck with the city at all, which I don't think is the case. Kyrie just joined the Celtics. They have a winning tradition. He's wearing all green, man. And then he goes to the Knicks, a team that's known for fucking losing. All they do is lose, Lo. But that's he's but going that, to a that, team. But that was the ex Knicks. We talking about the new Knicks. But here's the thing: there's too much question marks. You're talking about yeah. But if they are, you're draft right. this player right. and then this Knox develops and Christian Przingis finds a way to stay healthy, which he hasn't been doing, and then if Jimmy Butler also question mark comes onto the team, even see, though he hasn't made it think, explicit, I don't think that that's that big of a question mark. I think if 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 Kyrie really wants to go to the Knicks, ooh, excuse me, if Kyrie Irving really wants to go to the Knicks. Jimmy Butler's going to go to the Knicks as well. I don't. Yeah, unless they're signing their contracts in the same room, it is a question mark. That could be done. <laughs> Jesus, low. You're stretching this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get if you're in New York and you want some hope because your team's been miserable for a very long time. The Raptors have been miserable for a very long time until DeRozan and Lowry. So I understand. All right, you want some honest, optimism? Y'all, y'all, some y'all hope. miserable with with. DeMar. Yeah, honestly, sometimes we are yeah. when they choke in the fourth. <laughs> but for the most part, I understand. But if you think it makes more sense for Kyrie... Oh, it doesn't to, make more it, sense. Let me yeah, let me be clear with that. It doesn't make more sense, but it makes a little bit of sense. It, doesn't, it, it just doesn't at all. <laughs> Relatively speaking, it does not. Okay, let me, let me break it down like this. Doesn't KP have a higher ceiling than Tatum? I don't know. Tatum had one I don't year. know. See, here we go. All right, so here we go with the, the Tatum. I got to see Tatum do it at least. That's a good question. I got to see but Tatum this- do it for another, at least another year or two. Not even seeing that. I've seen like a, like a, like an MVP caliber player in Porzingis, but I feel like Porzingis has a higher ceiling than Tatum. Also, you have to worry about Al Horford getting older, getting paid 30 plus million so that it doesn't give you any flexibility in the cap. Also, you have to be concerned about who? Oh how about this? God, how about this? Man. Who's better? We'll, we'll even go be. I mean, I think that's a legit thing. But you're pulling at strings here. No, 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 here, no. My no. Guy. Who's better, Butler or Gordon Hayward? Uh, Butler. Okay. Are and you going to go through the whole fucking list? Yeah, my I, mean, guy? I mean, you. The you, Celtics you, have more depth. See, I don't. So go I ahead, go through the list. Cause, we'll cause see who wins who, at the who, end of the day. Who's better, Tim Hardaway Jr. or Terry Rozier? Terry. I disagree, but I don't even think it's that. I would also put Marcus Smart in in front, of, in front of Terry. He was cancer. 
versus uh, no, Marcus, you said Marcus Smart. We talking about now bench players. No, but if you're gonna come, but Marcus, do you think Marcus Smart is starting? Like I'm saying, if you're gonna no, no, I just I'm talking about just. Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart are the two bench players on, on coming off the bench for the um right Lisa. yes and then you have um Tim Hardaway Jr. and his cancer coming off the bench for the Knicks exactly so even Marcus Smart and Terry are better than uh Tim Hardaway Jr. even though even though I don't and Enos Cantor you guys are Enos Cantor as well so even though I don't agree I don't think the gap is that significant and I don't think that I don't th- I think that if you put Kyrie on that team with Jimmy Butler. And I, again, I'm being optimistic here. I think that that team would be in the better standings of being the best team in the East than every other team in the East right now, including the 76ers and, and even Toronto with, um, I'll say even Toronto with, uh, with, um, Kawhi. Here's the thing about what you're I'm saying. I'm being optimistic though. There is a very small percentage that that all of that will come true. Is it though? And even it? if it all comes true, the if I was Kyrie, I wouldn't leave for any team. Not even if LeBron said, "Yo, we're guaranteed over come come on this cuz not only is the Eastern Conference the best place for him to be, but he's on the best place in the Eastern Conference to be, in the best conference to be. He is in the perfect situation to win a championship. And had he been healthy, he would have had a shot at it. That's that's you guys are out of your no, mind look, again, if you think the I, Knicks I, is I better. Be, I, I'm not saying they're not better. I want to be clear because I know people are gonna be like, "Here come low again." Look, I agree with you. If we're talking about the best place to be, it is with the um, it's with the Celtics. But what I'm saying is, I could easily see somebody talk themselves into the idea of. Hey, I need. I I, w- I want to go play where I want to play, and on top of that, I get to be with a, a teammate that I want to be with, and on top of that, it's not like it's going to be a bad team. It's not like we would have to do like a whole bunch of rebuilding or some financial flipping. We we would have the team there and set and ready to go. I'm not saying it's the best opportunity, but what I'm saying is it makes sense. I I don't even because here's the thing: for it to make sense, it has to be worth. Making the move, and I don't think that move is worth making, not even remotely. Jesus, the guy, the guy. Oh my God, so look, man, you look, good? I you're got, I got, you're look, shooting I got, from a Hall of Fame limitless range, full court. You're begging for a look, full man, court I'm green just, light. Look, man, I'm just like I gotta make YouTube videos for a living. Look, man, I'm, if I got, if I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make this Kyrie to the Knicks video. Let's be clear. Don't make that video, bro. <laughs> That's an unnecessary video. Just think. Let me. I'm just gonna keep naming players on the Celtics and stop me when you think. All right, okay, okay, I get the point. Uh, they got Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Kyrie Irving. They you can't have name Jason Kyrie Tatum, Irving. Jill. All right, whatever. They have Jalen Brown, Al Horford. Uh, oh, I was going to say Greg Monroe, and then I forgot the Raptors were fucking idiots, and they picked up that piece of shit. Um, uh, they have Morris. Morris is still on the team, right? Okay. So I just named starters and backups that were all over 78 overall. Okay. So they got the Knicks would have Jimmy Butler, KP, Tim Hardaway, Enos Cancer, and um and, and Kevin Knox. <laughs> Come on, I think yo. Kevin Knox is gonna All be right. nice. Kevin Knox, no doubt. No I think doubt. Kevin Knox Plus. is gonna be nice. And they'll have and hey, they had the their, bench real quick. And they had the twenty nineteen draft pick. And they had Trey Burke as well. Okay, don't run through draft picks. The Celtics will win that war. Trey, they have, they have Just, Trey Burke as well. 
Tra- oh, fuck. Trey Burke, man. That changes the game, man. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> I changed my mind. They have Trey Burke, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus. God damn it, man. Yo. I can't believe that's even a Kyrie, conversation. Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie did Kyrie. respond to those rumors, he though. Did, he did respond to them. He responded to them. Yeah, he said... Uh, here's what he said. I'm accepting it's going to be a constant story. Kyrie shrugged. It's a point in my professional career where it's a big-time decision. I've been away from Cleveland officially for a year now, and I'm finally getting acclimated in Boston. He followed up saying, It only affects me when it affects my teammates. I keep them abreast, which I didn't know was a word until now, of everything. We, he probably meant to say above. This man said, I'm about to say abreast? They, I mean, here's what the article said, abreast. I don't know what that is. Kyrie knows some I'm shit we start, don't. He I'm knows start, the earth I'm is flat. I'm going to start using it now. Abreast. <laughs> I'm going to keep my teammates abreast. Uh, we need to be communicating like that because there are very few years where you get a chance to be a championship team. Unless you're a Golden State. That's kind of like a little shot there. That is, you know, that, that may be a shot to LeBron as well. You think that's a shot to LeBron? I, I didn't think about that. Because that's the exact opposite of what LeBron just did in, in, um, in Cleveland. Explain. Because LeBron, he was a free agent almost every year, but wasn't keeping nobody in the loop. And so now Kyrie's talking in a, uh, in a, in a perspective of some, t- I mean, because he, he went through it. So he, he has some, some very valid perspective of being on a team where you have one of the marquee players on the roster going into free agency and not keeping his teammates in the loop. Or what did, what did, right, what did but- he say? He's not keeping his teammates abreast. Abreast, yeah. right? You, you got to keep him abreast. Is that not a shot at? Is but that, just is think that a shot about it. Is How do you keep him? Or am I stretching? Am I stretching? Am I stretching? it? How could you keep your teammates abreast if you think you're gonna leave? You're not gonna tell them that. That'd be crazy oh, it, for it team It doesn't sound like he's going to leave, though. It doesn't sound like Kyrie's. No, leaving. I'm talking about when he was in Cleveland. Oh, okay. Like how does how does he fill in that? Hey guys, I'm just letting LeBron you know. Knew, I'm at least cons- okay. Let's keep it a book. LeBron knew he's going to leave after this season. And 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 you know there was snitches in the locker room. Wink, wink. Tristan Thompson. So you say something like that is leaking, and then your problem got worse. So keeping him in the loop has just created another cycle of news coverage around LeBron Look, and his free agency. LeBron didn't have to keep his teammates abreast. We all knew that he was going to leave. The problem was though, he didn't tell anybody. And so Kyrie's like now, like, look, man, I right now this is where I want to be. Every everything just has to fall in order financially, but this is definitely where I want to be. He's, he's trying to, he's keeping his teammates abreast, abreast. And I'm pretty right. sure he looked at the word abreast just because of what happened with him and LeBron. You think it was a written interview? I can't, I can't, I would not imagine somebody actually using invoice the word abreast. That's unbelievable. What's wrong with this guy, man? Look, I may be stretching it, but I think I think it was like a. LeBron didn't do this to me, and coming from experience, have being on a on a roster where you oh, so you he, really, he knows yeah, like being that's like when your dad is an alcoholic and you're like, I'll never be an alcoholic. Exactly. I'm gonna be there. He, for my he, kid. he was on a roster with a player where every single year they they were going into free agency, and nobody didn't know what what was going on with LeBron, and nothing was concrete, and so he's like, like I'm I'm not going to put my teammates through that. And so I understand the frustration. I just lie to them, right? Wouldn't you lie to or, them? Or, or, or say something, them. but I understand the frustrations and the. the I mean, it's, it's it's a um, man. What am I trying to say? It's a distraction of like. No, we understand what it's, you it's mean. A, you it's a distraction. Talking. Like every single year we go into the off season, this is a distraction trying to figure out: Are you staying with us or not? Like that that whole thing of like, 
I don't know what's LeBron going to do. I think he got tired of that, and he was like, I'm not going to do that moving forward. And so, Especially because it's so tough to stay focused in the NBA because yeah. there's so much things distracting you. Like, like Kyrie just went through a breakup the other year because his girl cheated on him. The fact that and then you, he you glowed bring, up. You, bring, you bring this up. <laughs> he, not only did he glow up, but now he's better than ever and a chance to win a championship. And then, you know, I won't even go there. So wait, second, I, I just, second best point guard in the league? Uh, is James Harden a point guard? No, so probably no. not. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't want to go there and say Stop. that, man. Because he's not, a, he's not good on defense, me. though. That changes he's things. He's not good you know? on defense. How many point guards in the league are good on defense? Uh, not okay, many, exactly. So what are we saying? <laughs> okay, um, anyway. So second best point guard? There was a... There was a song, though, that Oh, went. you don't want to commit a, to it. That's wild. There was a song on the internet by C-Trox called Kyrie Irving, and the chorus went, uh, call me Kyrie Irving because I lost my bitch and glowed up or something like that. And it had a, the beat was so, if you have subwoofers in your car, play that song, man. It is banging. All right, Lo, I want to talk to you about something. We, I know Paul Pierce is the king of petty. There's You're the king of dodging the questions because you really not answering this. Because I, I have to, you got to think about the possible alternatives, right? Now, that's a sudden question to Damian ask. Damian Lillard, man. is he better than Dame? No, no, that guy's overrated. Okay, Garbage sorry. Ass, so, is he better than John Wall? Yes. He better than Chris Paul? Yes. The only, the last one is Westbrook. That's a tough one. I'm gonna be honest because okay. Westbrook's play this season. It makes me a little iffy, but it's still Westbrook. That would that's literally if you say he's better than all those other players, Westbrook will literally be the only other player. Yeah, you know what? He is better. Because if we're gonna criticize Kyrie for defense, Westbrook has been just oblivious defensively this last so year. So Kyrie the second so, best point guard in the in Yeah, league. we'll give Kyrie a second. But yo, I have I haven't, yeah, I I haven't uploaded the video yet, but that's the video I'm uploading tomorrow, and that's my answer right there. Kyrie's the second best point guard in the league. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Well, they, it'll be, it'll be Yo, second. But, yeah, you got it. Right, second. There's a tweet that was put out by the one and only DeMar DeRozan that I'm sure you saw. It was, and I quote, Revenge is a dish best served cold. He is still salty that Masai Ujiri did not properly communicate to him. Should that he, he didn't be? want his ass on the team. Should he not be? Yo, just think about the situation Masai was in. Masai trusted this team for year be? over year but over. But should he not be salty? That come on, agent. no, he shouldn't. Come on, agent. He's from he's from Compton, love. Oh my he's god, he's been through so much in his life. You're telling me this is the thing that got him caught up? I get it. He's he lived in the city for the last what eight years? Probably agent, more. Come Nine? on, bro. This has been his life. He made relationships and friends agent, and to move. He was it's just tough. on your team two months ago. You ain't gotta throw him shade like that. Come on, agent. I'm not throwing shade. Yes, you are. But. Just think about it. What did he want Masai to do? Communicate. <laughs> that's but it. That's, this, I don't think this is about communication. Agent, that's what he's saying it's about, bro. He said revenge. It, revenge he is... didn't communicate. No, 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 no. No, Lo, just think about what you're saying, all right? Uh, he, I think he's mad that at the end of the day, he wasn't good enough to be a first option on a team that made the NBA Finals. In an Eastern Conference that we could agree is categorically weak relative to the West. And so that's a stark realization because now you're traded to the Spurs where you're playing with a player like LaMarcus Aldridge. And I don't know how that power struggle is going to go or whether they're going to whether I don't know who emerges as number one. Is it DeMar? Is it LaMarcus? I don't know. And I probably don't care. 
But when you put out a tweet like revenge is best is a dish best served cold. AJ, you're you killing have, me right now. You have some it takes something in your heart. Revenge is something AJ, in your heart, ladies and gentlemen. You're killing me. He was on your team two, three months ago. What does that mean though? Because you wasn't mean? you didn't have this energy two, three months ago, Agent. You don't think I criticized DeRozan bro, you when was he's on the Raptors? when they traded him, bro. Chill out, Agent. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not excited they traded him. But I said in the pod that it had to happen. They tried you, it. You were saving this team. face in public. Bro, you was crying behind. You was crying, bro. <laughs> I was crying. It was sad. Like, man, the, he was the only the only player to ever re-sign and stick with the team and was traded so away. What, so what is, so what was, is he supposed to do? Like, man, you know what, man? Messiah is right, bro. I am garbage. That's <laughs> not he's supposed to but say. But that's not what Messiah was telling him. At least not explicitly, maybe. What is he? I mean, well, I'm asking. What is he supposed to tell himself? Is he supposed to be like, man, you know what, man? If I was Messiah, I'd be, in, I'd do the exact same thing. Cause, man, he's right, bro. I, I'm just trash, man. No, but you can think. Maybe when you play the Raptors, like, man, I'm gonna get these guys back. That's what they did to me after all I did for the city. All right. But you put out a tweet, my guy. That means he's really been thinking about this because he doesn't really tweet much. He only has 8,000 tweets, and most of those are just retweeting initiatives that he's a fucking part of. He doesn't put out any actual tweets. Like his latest feelings. It's all right for him to be in his feelings. His two latest tweets were in September 2nd. He said, these ladies definitely should be getting paid in the WNBA. They are, Damar. They're probably overpaid for what the money the league is making. And August August 21st was his next tweet. That said, patiently waiting. He doesn't tweet much. So when he actually so what tweets I mean, something, what I mean, patiently waiting. It was uh, was this when was this August twenty first? This was after the trade. Maybe he's just maybe he was, he's, he was, maybe he he's was, not doing. He was he was uh he was like Drake right all summer sixteen looking for revenge right. Look, yo, for key, revenge. I think he was. I think he was throwing shade on that yo, one you too. <laughs> yo, he's been he's been this salty for months. Yo, God, Angel, you're wild, yo. <laughs> You're wild. I'm scrolling through this right now. The fact that you, first wow. of all, I know you care because you still going back to his tw- uh, through his uh, tweets. I had to. I, I, I scrolled for like ten seconds. I'm already in June. I'm in June already, Stop, guys. Agent. Yeah, I'm telling still, you, when you he tweets, tweets, he means it. I'm, I just wanted to show the people, man. Agent, come on, bro. Look, he was just on your team not too long ago. You didn't have that energy when he was on your team. Okay, the same thing happened to Vince Carter. And what? He got traded. And you be they, and you the, be on his nuts all the time when I be telling you when he he was never really that he was never really that good. No, I think Demar Rosen is still the greatest Raptor of all time. Anybody who says Vince Carter didn't watch Demar Rosen play and didn't watch Vince Carter play, they probably just watched a couple dunk contests. So I he I'm not taking away what he's done. I'm just saying it's interesting, very peculiar. How is it interesting? Why is the Raptors his target? Agent, He's in the West. On, come they, it on, be Golden State. It should be agent, Golden you know State why, and come Houston. Come on, Agent. Why are you acting stupid? You know why they his target. Come on, Agent. I get it, but I I get why he's a tar- why they're the targets, but I think he has better targets is what I'm trying to say. He's in the West. Come on. Right? He got per he got personal things he gotta settle this year. Jeez, he's so caught up on the Raptors. He about to get knocked out by the Warriors. Oh it's, if you're in a, hey, let's say low, let's say let's say you did some stupid shit. You got caught up in prison, and there's a brawl going on. 
What do you do? You focus on the biggest guy that's coming after. You don't look at the you don't look at the little mini guy, the Raptors in the other conference that you won't reach because you're not making the NBA Finals because you're the San Antonio Spurs and the so Golden State again, Warriors. I asked, what do you want him to say? Like when when they ask him on an interview, nothing. Well, no, well, no, nothing. when they ask him on an interview, like yo, this is not an interview though. No, this but is a well, tweet just, he okay, voluntarily well, put I'm out. It's like when if, 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 right, you beat Demar for a second, now I'm somebody interviewing you. Hey, Damar, how, yeah. how did you, uh, how do you feel about the whole situation where you and Masai and the lack of communication when they traded you? Man, uh, they gave us a shot and we tried year over year and they made improvements to the roster, but I inevitably couldn't lead the team He's to victory. not about to say that. <laughs> You're retarded. You're retarded. He's not. Hey, he saying, told me to role play, bro. That's what bro, I. That's what I would have said. About. He's not going to do that. You know, he's not. He, this is what he's going to say. Okay, let me ask right, a go question. Ahead, go. Hey, hey, Demar, how do you feel about the Toronto Raptors trading you to the San Antonio Spurs? Uh, what's your mindset like right now? Is <laughs> they lost? Cause uh, they gonna learn. They gonna learn what was really good out here. But that's all I gotta say, though. They gonna. They gonna know. That's what he gonna. Do you know say. what you just did? You know, you, you just raised expectations, low. Why would you want to do that? You're, you think Demar is afraid of expectations? Yes. You weren't saying this three months ago, Agent. I was. No, I was. No. I was saying this shit three Yo, months you're ago. Wild. Bro. You're wild. You were not saying this three months ago, Agent. I was, bro. I was. You're wild. Yo, I can't believe you're saying this right now because you were not saying this three months ago. All I know is, this if, is funny. if I got traded and nobody didn't let me know I was traded and I was, I was the face of the franchise, bro, I'm going to be upset. That's, it's going to be a problem. And I'm going to try to drop. Okay. He's going to try to drop 30 on y'all. But I mean, if Kawhi's guarding him, Kawhi is there. Jesus, if Kawhi's guarding him, I don't know how much success he's gonna have, but he's gonna try for sure. Can we play a hypothetical? Actually, hold on. Uh, Toronto versus Spurs NBA, because you know sometimes they'll give you like the Tottenham Spurs and shit. Uh, nineteen. Oh, both of the games are in twenty nineteen. One is in January 3rd and one is in February 22nd. Which, which one is in Toronto? Uh, fuck, it doesn't say. It does. Which one Raptors. is home for the Raptors? I mean, but I, I just Googled it, so I didn't really go on NBA.com. Mm. Anyway, this besides the point, here's what I'm trying to say. If Kawhi is there for the game, let's throw a hypothetical though. What, what would be the reaction if Kawhi clamped DeMar and DeMar oh, shot would, like 33%? He would, be sil- he would be silent for a good six months <laughs> do you think you'd throw out another tweet like i'll be back he'll be humble he'll be humble he'll be humble he'll be like all right at worst he'll be like bro you got this round bro <laughs> at, at, at worst it, at worst if he's longing to play the raptors and this is how he feels being embarrassed like that yeah, only validates talking, the reason he but left. you're talking as if like nba players aren't like that or people in general this man Isaiah Thomas is holding grudges for years now, despite the fact that like he's really not that good. You know what I'm saying? I disagree, but all right. I guess I I take it back too because uh, Isaiah Thomas did say he he kind of got Isaiah Thomas really got humble and desperate because he after I think Rondo is the best yeah example Rondo because Isaiah just, Thomas is like man if Danny Angel want me back man I would be willing to go back and I was like Jesus Christ that that quick you you changed that quick. <laughs> Yeah, Rondo, Rondo's, Rondo's probably a better example, yeah. 
I thought it was before. But then I don't again, much I thought, I thought Rondo would have but... never played with LeBron, and here we are now, and he's playing with LeBron. Why would you think that? Because I thought, I mean, not like they had like a real beef or anything like that, but I, I, I didn't think he necessarily was too fond of LeBron. The same thing with like, um, Joe Kim Noah. Like, I don't think Joe Kim Noah would ever play with LeBron. I think Joe Kim Noah legitimately does not, like, I think he respects him, but I don't think he likes don't LeBron. Keep it a buck, bro. If I was LeBron and Joe Kim Noah got on my team, I'd just retire. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> like, it's like, at that point, we failed. I ain't going to take the rest of my days. And sit on the banana boat with Chris Paul, Marcus Aldridge, Carmelo Anthony, and Anthony Bennett. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, stop, 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 stop. Shout out to Anthony Bennett, man. Let's not forget the guy. Shout out. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, I like this length, Flo. You like this length? Yeah, this is this is fun. I mean, you know, we, we did it's a pretty good podcast. I think we touched upon. Is there anything else we missing? I don't, I don't think. Is, is there? Nope, nope, nope. There's not, man. We fucking covered everything. There is. It is the off season, and we are just dying for the NBA season to start. Uh, yeah. So it's uh running. Oh, um, quick, quick, uh, fact, factoid. Shout out to um, Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe's the one who did this. Um, and you know, you know, I got I gotta get in my my Wiggins bag, you know, real quick. So Zach Lowe posted something saying that motion tracking cameras recorded Wiggins. Running fast, so at a full sprint, during only 4.8% of his time on the floor. One of the 10 lowest such figures in the NBA. Also, everyone in the slow post, slow poke vicinity that Wiggins is, Wiggins is in are seven footers. So Wiggins at a full sprint, which I guess you could argue is a metric of of how much effort he's putting in on both sides of the floor, regardless if it's getting open or. But how do you measure that? Speed, form, what? I'm assuming just. I'm assuming they've they've measured Wiggins' top speed and try to figure out how many times he's been able to duplicate that. You don't hit top speed unless you're on a fast break. But you, but you, I mean, top speed, regardless if it's on a fast break or if it's like in a half court setting. All I'm saying is basically what they're saying is that, but 4.8% is, that's extremely low. All I'm saying is that you're telling me Wiggins. Cause it, where's, I want to see where Lonzo was on that list. Cause maybe he's just running. Cause if you're looking at their form, players like Lonzo, even LaMelo does this. And I don't know how much Wiggins does it, but sometimes the way they run, it just seems like, but it's, it's motion tracking. It's not like, I don't know how they're doing. I'm just telling you what Zach Lowe says. And Zach Lowe. He's a he's official. But he, I need to know, like, when you hear a study that says like chocolate is actually healthy for you, you're an idiot if you just go, "All right, man, fucking send the Kit Kat this way." You gotta look into how they did the study, man. What's the sample size? How were how were this measured? What were the metrics? Look in the did he, You can't just take things by face value. It's not me trying to defend Wiggins. I'm just curious because I never heard of this uh, motion tracking thing before. To especially in a being it applied in a situation like this is really weird. Look, all I know is that this is what we're going on. Also, there's another report saying that Carl Anthony Towns told the Timberwolves he couldn't coexist with Jimmy Butler, so this definitely wasn't going to work. But um, yeah, go on, go on, <laughs> go, on go on and sign us out. Just, oh yeah, also, also, I didn't drop that also, bomb. Shout, shout out to um, <laughs> I guess my player to pod is Elton Brand, ex-player, GM, found his new job for oh, the yeah. GM of uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. As a side note, um, 
that's not a good thing. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, the, the brother got a job, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to keep my brothers in, uh, in position of power, but Lowe's white. I don't know why he talks like that. She's, <laughs> but, um, I don't know if that's a, that's a lot of responsibility to be the GM of an up and coming franchise. It is literally if you fuck it up. Yeah. It is going to be on you. That's, that's all you. Yeah, that's going to be on you. My player of the podcast is the raccoons in front of my house. Every time I put out the garbage on garbage day, they body the garbage bags and make a mess. Fuck those raccoons. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the pod, man. Shout out to our first ever sponsor, Mac Weldon. Uh, drop a five star rating if you haven't already. We'll be more consistent with these. Try and do these two times a week. Uh, but again, it's the off season, so we don't want to just come on here and then just talk about nothing. So I think like the way we space it out now is nice for the off season because by the time we get on our next pod there's enough stuff to talk about and rumors and potential this and that where the podcast is actually interesting anyway we'll leave it on that note thank you guys for listening peace, peace. also macwarden.com top for the promo code peace <laughs>